0: Awesome. Yeah, well, we're just going to pray for him real quick. Yeah, so if everyone just stretch your hands out, we're just going to bless him real quick before we get started. God, we just thank you so much for Dakota. We thank you that his message tonight is just straight from your heart, that he walks in it, that this is his life, that this is who he is. And I thank you, God, and I just pray blessing over him. God, I just pray that you would just speak through him, that Holy Spirit just take over. And we just invite you here in this room. We thank you for what you're going to deliver through your son tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen. Awesome, so good, so good. Well, like she said, my name's Dakota, um, married to Michaela. Super excited to have the opportunity to share today. We've been going through a, through a series called The Summer of Love. Um, and David Knox, he's in the back right now, he, get, he gave an amazing message two weeks ago. He shared on a positive body image, purity, and seeing yourself as fully and uh, wonderfully made. And today I have the opportunity and the privilege of sharing with you guys something that has completely changed my life and um, has really opened up my eyes to a whole new world I never knew was possible. And today I'm going to be bringing you guys through a journey of discovering your purpose and your calling. And we're going to discover a new realm of possibilities for yourself in the context of what you're called to do. And at the very end, I'm going to be giving you guys three steps to begin to walking into your own calling. And so that you can be confident when you leave today that you're going to walk and know exactly what you're, what you're going to do and what your future is going to look like. Good. So that's the goal. But many of you guys don't know me. And before I get started, um, you, you may know me, but you may not know my story. And so um, a lot of what I'm going to be sharing out of today is going to be really based off of my experience with the Lord and kind of what this journey that He's brought me through. Um, and actually one, you know, that kind of continues today. And so I want to begin my story at uh, back in high school. Um, I was an average student. I would have to say that you know the the only A that I ever really got was in PE, uh, and that was because you know I just didn't really I did not like school at all. And so I ended up going into uh, into college. I did a year and a half of community college, and I actually got a lot worse and ended up failing a couple classes and it was like, this thing is not for me but it, but it was just that I didn't seem to have a lot of purpose for me going to college i didn't seem to have a lot of purpose or direction on what I wanted to do with my life and um, I just all I really had was this overwhelming feeling and stress of like the career that I choose was going to define my future and and ultimately the outcome of the rest of my life and It was just this huge weight and How many people have ever felt that way of like you know you have this massive decision that you're about to make for the rest of your life and and you're thinking to yourself like what if I choose the wrong career? Yeah. You know, that's a real thing. It's like, you, you have these questions in your mind and it's like, what if, I, what if I choose this career and then by the end of it, say in four years, you don't even like what you do and yeah. you've wasted all this time and all this money on this decision that you made when you were 18 that was supposed to define the rest of your life, yeah. right? And, and But who really knows? Because for me, um, and you may have felt this, like I said, it was really attached to my decision and my purpose in life. And when I was growing up and I was 18 years old, I couldn't hear the voice of God. I didn't know what he sounded like, you know? And so there was so much weight attached to my purpose. And um, so I ended up not choosing anything. And I decided to take some time off of school. And, uh, but, you know, I wasn't always this way. I wasn't always like having this way of indecisiveness. And I wasn't always really unsure and I didn't always lack purpose in my life and, or direction. And, you know, I remember when I was a little kid growing up, man, I was a dreamer. I would dream like nobody's business. And I, I remember I wanted to be in the NBA. That was my thing when I was growing up. <laughs> How many people know Steve Nash? Do you guys? So he used to play for the Phoenix Suns way back. And they used to have, like, the Fantastic Four. It was, like, the best team. I used to love them. Um, but, man, I wanted to be in the NBA. No one could ever stop me from being in the NBA. When I was six years old, seven years old, you better believe, I believed that I was going to make it. And I would practice hours and hours and hours a day, day after day, day after day, week after week, month after month. And I started getting really, really good at 10 years old, you know. <laughs> I, started, I started joining leagues, and I started, you know, becoming the best scorer. I, be, I became, like, the captain of the teams. And, I, and man, I was going for it. There was nothing that was gonna stop me. And until I got a little older. And then, you know, reality started to, you know, statistics started to hit me. And everything started to get a little hazy for me. And I began to lose sight of where I was going and the dream of me becoming the next NBA All-Star player. And what happened to me? You know, I, I go from this point when I was little to, Nothing is impossible. You know, I have this massive dream. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be the next Steve Nash all-star player. But now, as I'm getting a little older, you know, statistics, statistics I'm starting to listen to these statistics telling me that I'm not going to make it. And I, and I start becoming, you know, really clouded, and I lose my dream. And, and I thought to myself, what happened? You know, I got more mature. You know, I got more realistic. And I began to learn that I was just using my imagination and that skinny little white boy from Arizona had no chance of making it into the NBA statistically speaking but no one ever told me that I couldn't do it. You know my mom never came up to me and told me that you know honey you're thinking too big. You know? I didn't have any friends come up to me and say, "Dude, you're stupid. Like that's never going to happen. Like just don't even try." Although that might have happened for a lot of you, maybe you know you you have all these dreams growing up and you, your parents are telling me, telling you not to do something because you, they don't want you to get hurt. And so it's better for you not to try because, or dream too big because I don't want you to get hurt from this thing, right? And so that's what we're told as we get grown up sometimes. Um, and, for, I mean, statistically speaking though, growing up, they were right. The chances of me, this little guy from Arizona, You know, I probably weighed four, was 4'11", 60 pounds at the time, you know? (laughs) Like, no chance of me becoming, getting into the NBA. And, but one thing that I, that I realized is that how many people know that when we accept Jesus into our life, the game changes for us. Do you understand that? It's like, once, once you accept Jesus, everything changes. Yes, he forgave your sins, but also now you play a different game of life. You do not stand underneath the realm of statistics anymore, because for you, you have the King of Kings walking by your side, holding your hand, and he's making a way for your calling and for the things that you're called to do in life. For you, that statistic tells me that nothing, that that thing is impossible for that little white boy from Arizona to become an NBA. But if Jesus calls you to be in the NBA, you better believe that you're going to go to the NBA, right? Everything changes. The game changes. You're playing a completely different game. And if only I knew that when I was six, because eventually I stopped to dream altogether and I ended up just playing basketball as a hobby that brought me good joy, you know, and great fun and as a way for me to connect with people. But I tell this story because I realized that the Bible, this is my interpretation of it, but the Bible says for those who inherit the kingdom of God will do so by having childlike faith. And I thought to myself, how did I become so unmotivated in life? You know, how did I forget to dream? Because I used to be so good at it. And so during, during my year off of community college, I ended up attending this Bible study. Um, and during this Bible study, I started learning a little bit about Holy Spirit. And like I said at the time, when I graduated high school and graduated college, or I did a year and a half of community college, I didn't, I didn't know how to hear his voice. And during this time, I learned a little bit about Holy Spirit and I grew a lot. And, and the and the girl that ran this Bible study, her name was Deborah, and she told me that I could communicate directly with him. And this changed everything for me, because I looked at her, and I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean that I can hear Holy Spirit and, and, and not have to pray empty prayers? What are you talking about? Like, for me, I used to sit, and I'd pray, and I'd pray, and I'd pray, but it never really seemed like I was going anywhere. It never really seemed like I had a relationship with him, because... He never answered my prayers. And so that's what it was. It was this, this empty thing. But she's sitting here telling me that I can talk to him directly. And so I remember it so clearly. That night she told me this, that I could hear him. And that what I did next is she, just, she told me to grab a pen and a paper and go and sit and try to listen to him. And so I did. But all I know is she told me that I was going to talk to him. She didn't say how. And so I went back and sat on my curb in my house. I used to live, I lived in Arizona and I lived in a community that was a really new community. And if you could picture this, there's probably maybe like 20, 30, 40 houses out there at the time. And so you could really see the stars in the sky. You could see, you could see like the shooting stars. It just filled the entire sky. And I, would, and I was, you know, 18 years old, sitting on the curb. And I was just sitting there with my pen and my paper writing. You know, I'm sitting there. I'd cut my eyes closed. And open my eye be like I'm not hearing anything right now <laughs> okay and I, and I sat there for like a good 30 minutes and I didn't hear anything and I'm like what is happening like she just told me if it's true that Jesus wants to speak to us more than I want to speak to him the why why the heck am I not hearing him you know and there's this battle in my mind and so the next week I go back to the Bible study and I and I and I went up to Deborah and I'm like what the heck, man? You told me that she was, that Jesus talks he's not talking to me. What, what am I doing wrong here, you know? And she and she kind of laughed and, and kind of gave this smile to me and was like, "You like Jesus speaks to everybody in different ways. He speaks to you through, you know, through your own thoughts. He speaks to you through nature, he through the like through sky, through the sky or through trees, through other people, through the prophetic, through like worship." everybody's different, and, sh- and so I'm like, no way, okay. All right, well, that at least gives me an explanation so, so how I can listen to him, and so I went back and sat on that curb again and did the same exact thing, and I sat down, closed my eyes, but this time I had not pen and paper, and I knew I was going to listen to him in a different way. And, and so the first thing, I sat there for a moment again in silence, and then I thought I heard something, and he told me, I'll never forget it because he told me, I'm so happy you're here right now. I've been waiting for you. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, is this him? Holy cow. And so I wrote it down and I'm like, "Oh." And it rocked me that day because I, and it, I never, I'd never heard it before. And, and I'm like, man, that really sounded a lot like me, but it felt different, you know? And so I'm like, maybe he's going to say more to me. And so I, I closed my eyes again. And, and the next word that I heard was, I love you. And I don't think I've ever heard that from him before because it was the first time I ever really heard Holy Spirit. And I don't even know if I was really hearing Holy Spirit. You know? But <laughs> like a little kid, like childlike faith, you know, I, I go back to the Bible study the next week and, um, and I, go to, I go to her and I show her my journal. And I'm like, did he speak to me? And she looks at me with this big smile on her face. I'm like, this is what he told me. And then she was like, yeah, that's him. And it changed me forever. And it, it just completely rocked me. And so during this, during this next year, I experienced things in a new way. You know, a, a new world was opened up to me. And a new world of opportunity that I never knew has existed was opening up in, right in front of my eyes. You're you're meaning to tell me that I can direct, I can directly communicate with Jesus, the King of Kings, and, he, and we can talk, you know, as if he's right here. And I saw and experienced things with God for the first time in my life over this next year. And I ended up a, I ended up attending a school called Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. How many have heard of that? Many, quite a few of you. Whoever hasn't, it's up in Reading. Um, supernatural part, God's supernatural. You know, it's normal for Him. So. It was an amazing school. It completely changed my life. I completed all three programs when I was out there. And it was here that my life was changed forever. But it was a progression of discovering who I was and who I was called to be. And I discovered the most important thing about, this, about uh, God-Sized Dreams. And that's what I titled this talk is God-Sized Dreams. And that is your identity. You have got to understand who you are and who you were called to be. And he showed me who I was and, who, and what I was called to do. And he told me this over the entire year. He just spoke it to me over and over and over again. And he said, I was created as a son of God. And as a son of God, I was heir to his throne. And the very breath that he breathed is breathing through me. It's the one that keeps me alive. And his blood runs through my veins because I'm the heir to his throne. And I have the king of kings walking side by side, hand in hand with me. For me, nothing is impossible. Limitations are broken off at this point because I'm beginning to understand who I am and who I am created to be. And if you remember in John fourteen twelve, 12, Jesus says, Greater works than I you will do. And he began speaking identity, identity into me and who I was created to, be, created to be. And he began to engrave these things deep within my mind. He told me this through other people, through my own thoughts, completely in it, over this entire three-year process. And, and let me tell you, this is a process of discovering who you are and what you're called to do. But it is one worth taking and worth <laughs> discovering. You just have to take that opportunity like I did before I went to Bethel to sit down and talk to him. It, it, out of childlikeness, I didn't know if he was really going to say anything to me. I didn't really know, you know, how he was going to communicate to me. But when he spoke to me and I had the childlikeness to go back to my pastor or my leader and I'd say, is this him? And she told me, yes, it changed everything. And so I began to see life in a new way. And I, and, I, and I saw Jesus in a brand new way. I saw my future in a brand new way. But it wasn't under, it wasn't until I understood who I was called to be could I receive what I was called to do? You know, so I didn't understand if, I, and since I didn't understand who I was called to be, I couldn't receive what I, you know, what I was called to do. Because two years ago, if Jesus would have told me who I was called to be, I would have laughed him in the, laughed at him in the face and checked all the statistics and the probability of what it was for me to accomplish my calling. Because let me tell you, my calling now that I know what it is is way bigger. And if I was back at my ten year old or back at my eighteen year old self. Before I knew who I was, I would have laughed and said, that will never happen and it's impossible. So you have got to understand who you are. Because then, once you understand that, he will be able to pour blessings and blessings and blessings on you. But until then, you won't. Um, So, But since his timing is perfect, and he he waited until I understood my identity as the son of God, um, because I wasn't ready to listen to what he had to say. So first things first, you have got to understand who you are and whose you are. Because if you don't know who you are, then you will not be able to achieve what your calling is, and you will not feel worthy of it. And this reminds me of a story that Chris Valentin used to share um, when I was going up to when I was in Reading. He he shared this a few times. And it's also in his book of Supernatural Ways of Royalty. Um, but he shares the story of him becoming a prince to a pauper, or a pauper to a prince. And it's basically just um, coming from you know, a slave mindset, a mindset that's really poor and just thinking really poorly of yourself To and walking through a journey of, you know, I'm a son of God, this is what I'm called to be. And so he shares this story and I love it because it just really represents, um, you know, being able to receive well. And so Chris, Chris walks, into this, um, walks into this prayer meeting and as he walks in, he's handed this piece of paper from Bill, Bill Johnson, and he looks at it and he opens it up. It's a folded piece of paper. He opens it up and he realizes that it's a check. And the check's written out for, well, he reads it. And he starts jumping up and down ecstatically. If you could, if you could imagine, if you guys know what Chris Vallotton looks like, then this would be really funny. If you imagine Chris going, oh my gosh, I just received $3,000. Oh my gosh, I just received $3,000. And he's going crazy. And Bill starts laughing. And he says, he's, you better look at that one more time. And he looks back at it and he's like, oh my gosh. someone just gave me $30,000 and he's going crazy he was going ecstatic man he just could not believe that someone just random this random person he might have only met one or two times just handed him $30,000 and then something weird started to happen he started to avoid him at church whoa he started seeing him and run the other direction have you guys ever found anybody in your life that you're just like man that guy's I'm just gonna run this way and you you start to avoid people right And so this is what Chris started doing to this man who who gave him the $30,000. You would think that he would want to run up to him and say, thank you so much. Thank you for this $30,000. I cannot believe you, like, you blessed me with this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But it did the exact opposite. He ran from this guy and he completely, he started to completely sabotaging his relationships. But he, he thought about it, he thought about it later and he was like, why am I doing this? And it was because he did not feel worthy of the $30,000. And so because he didn't feel worthy of the $30,000, he began sabotaging that, his relationship with that man. And you see, so many of us begin to do this with our calling and with Jesus. Because we don't see ourselves as worthy of receiving this calling on our lives. And you know, it says... Um, It says in uh, in Philippians four nineteen, my God will supply all your needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He said, according to His riches, He's supplying to your needs, not according to your needs, or not your needs according to your needs. And so He's supplying out of His abundance, and we have to understand that our calling is coming from a place of abundance, in His riches. And His goodness and His blessing, and you know how many people spend their you know how many people spend their entire lives reacting to what they don't want to be instead of responding to the call of God on their life. I want to say that one more time. Oh, you put it out there, cool. So many people spend their entire lives reacting to what they don't want to be instead of responding to the call of God on their life. You see, whatever we focus on, we become. And Proverbs 23, 7 says it this way, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And the Bible also says it, that we are created in the image of God. And in other words, God imagined, so we became. And our imaginations are an extremely powerful part of our being and everything that has ever been built, everything that has ever been been developed, made. These chairs that you're sitting on were once Inside of someone 's imagination, and so so many times in our lives we completely demean our imagination as kids because we see imagine our imagination as just some childlike thing that you know we're not supposed to do it's kind of like shut down and kicked when we're little and be like stop imagining that you know like I was saying earlier it's like don't dream too big because you might get hurt you know wow. and so we shut down our imaginations from a young age, but in reality our imaginations are the very thing that are going to get us into our calling and we're going to walk into our calling. And so instead of responding to the call of God on our lives and keeping our vision in front of us, we waste so much time and energy trying to not to be something. But in order to not be, be something, you have to keep it in front of you so you can avoid it, right? And the crazy thing is, is that you reproduce what you imagine. And so... If I want if I don't want to be, just envisioning it causes me to reproduce it. You know? And this is why so many people grow up mistreating their children. Because they said they'd never be like their parents, but all they could ever focus focus on was to not be like their parents and end up being just like them. Or if somebody that's trying to quit smoking or or do some type of like addiction, the reason that they can't stop the addiction is because they're so focused on stopping, and it, I can't stop it, I can't stop it, I can't stop it. Or they're thinking about stopping it, and then they can't stop it because they're in just this cycle of, of thinking about it. Whatever you think, you imagine, it becomes. And, and whatever you perceive, it becomes. And so instead of focusing on, say, you know, smoking, focus on, like, the freedom, the feeling that you're going to have You know, the breath, the breath breath that you are going to be able to breathe now that you're not smoking. Focus on the good things and the outcome of, you know, what you really want. Not that you're doing this thing, right? And so this is the biggest kept secret of people that are successful, you know? It's, It's they focus on the vision. They do not stray from it at any point in time. And they allow their vision to completely consume them from the inside out. And they keep that vision in front of them. And they shape every day of their life by it, and that's the secret. That's the secret to anything that you want to do in your entire life, is to keep your envision, your vision in front of you, all the time. Because what you what you see is what you reproduce. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, David. You know, Tony Robbins says it this way. Whatever, How many people know Tony Robbins? I've heard of him. I know him personally. No, I don't. Just kidding. <laughs> one day. <laughs> uh, he says it this way. Whatever you hold in your mind on a consistent basis is exactly what you will experience in your life. I just want to hone this in because this is the thing. This is the number one thing that is going to help you become successful in anything that you do in life, whether that be finances, whether that be, you know, in, in your career that you choose that you feel like you're called to, whatever it is. Um, so we know that in order to receive our calling in life, we must know or we must know who we are called to be and truly know our identity. We must keep our vision in front of us and never lose sight. But how do I actually do this? How do I actually find out what I'm called to do? Anybody have a question? Anybody want to curious about that? Do, yeah? Who wants to know what they're called to do? Well, you like, this was my my biggest question in life. What was, I had to have a purpose. I had to have a reason why I was here living on this planet. I could not just be and just be okay with it. That was not in my genes and it's not in yours. I know it because if you found out who you were called to be, you would not be complacent any longer in your life. And you would, you would, if you had the vision, if you just knew the potential that you carried if you knew you would let it consume you and you would focus on it every single day, if you started to feel feel down, if you started to feel depressed, if you started to feel like complacent in your life, you can go back to what Holy Spirit told you. And instantly it changes. Everything changes. You just get out of that funk right away because you know that you're here for something bigger than yourself. You know that it's inside of you it runs through your through your veins do you understand and so i'm going to help you figure out what you're called to do today okay this is what my biggest thing is and holy spirit is going to give you downloads on on what this is okay and you might be surprised to know that some of the things that you're called to do or some of the things that you like to do in life are actually directly influenced into your calling bet you didn't know that huh some of the things that, you're, that you love to do are directly influencing what you're, what you're called to do. So I ask you, what are your passions? I want you to think about this for a second. What are your passions in life? What makes you feel most alive? This is a journey some people go through in life, and, and, and that's why, probably why so many people are constantly changing careers, choices in, in college. You know, they're jumping back and forth because they're trying to find out who they are. And so I ask you, some of you may know your passion, some of you may not. It took me a little while for me speaking. ended up becoming a passion of mine. I didn't know that, but it was. But it was because I did it and I took a a chance. I took a step to find out what that was. And so if you do know what your passions are, I want you to think about it right now. What makes you come alive? What makes you most fulfilled? And what are some things that you like to do? Because I believe that Holy Spirit will, I, I believe that when you were created, Jesus already knew. He already placed it inside of you. Your potential, everything that you have right now and what you're called to do is inside of you right now. It just has to be brought out. It's about becoming somebody. It's not only about doing something. It's not about doing your calling. It's about becoming somebody that can carry your calling. It's about becoming the person that God calls you to be. That's what it's about. And then he says, okay, now you're ready. And he just drops your calling on you. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like Andrew says, God, Jesus opened doors that I could have never opened in my entire life. But it's not until you're ready. His timing is perfect. And so I want to ask you guys personally, what did you dream of as a kid? Like me, I wanted to dream, I dreamed of as an NBA all-star player. I wanted to be like Steve Nash. What did you dream of as a little kid? You know, because like I said earlier, when we were little kids, we had no limitations. We had no grid for what was impossible. You know? We just dreamed. We allowed ourselves to dream. And, what, and we just expressed what was created, what was placed in us from a young age. No one told us anything about statistics or probabilities, right? We just expressed it. And we just did anything that we could to manifest that in our life that time, during that day. And so what, what, what did you dream of as a kid? I want you to think about it right now. Think about it. Back when you were little, what did you dream of? What did you, Would you want to be a firefighter? Did you want to be a nurse? Did you want to be a doctor? Did you want to be in, like a NASA pilot? What was it? Physical therapist? Power Ranger? <laughs> and and I, want you to, I want you to think about these things and, and I want you to think about the attributes that relate to them, not the dream themselves. I want you to think about the attributes. What does it mean to be that thing, that person, that astronaut, that, you know, that firefighter? What are the things that are attached to that? And I'm going to give you an example. When I, you know, when I was little, I was telling the world that I wanted to be the next NBA all-star player. This is what I was expressing. This is literally what I wanted to do. At, a young, at, at this young age, right? But think about it. What does it mean for me to be in the NBA? What does it mean to, for me to be Steve Nash, you know, the next Steve Nash, the next three-time MVP, all-star player, you know? For me, it means that I was telling the world that I wanted to be influential. I didn't know that at the time. I was just expressing it, but now that I look back at it, I wanted to be influential. It means that I was highly skilled at what I did, you know. It means that great wealth will be distributed through my hands, you know. It means I would put a lot of hard work and dedication into whatever it is that I do. This was already inside of me. This was what was designed, and it means that I have to have perseverance in everything that I do, and I have it. I have the perseverance, and so these are the things that I was saying as a young boy, you know. These are the, but these are the same exact things, that I find myself saying today, nothing has changed other than I don't want to be in the NBA anymore. You know? That's it. I want to be speaking to millions of people and influencing people's lives all over the world. I want to help them see what they were created to do and show them and bring them into the full, like the best and most fulfilled aspect of them to let them know what fulfillment and love really feels like. To walk in what they were created to be. And I'm going to speak to generations, millions of generations all over the world and influencing all of them to let them know this one thing, what they were called to do so that they no longer walk every day of their life with this, why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I here? What am I created to do? And they're just walking every day with no sense of purpose. That's not what we we're created to do. That's not your calling. I can guarantee it. It's not your calling. And, and for me, great wealth will be distributed through through my hands, into churches and society and accomplish the mission of God. This is my call. This is my calling. This is what he spoke to me over the last three to four years. I did not know this at 18. I went through a process of discovering who I was called to be. And you better believe this thing, me influencing these millions of people, this thing rocks me to my core. I get too to, you know, depressed or I, I, I get into funk sometimes but I go back to what Holy Spirit told me. Yeah, come on. And this, this is the same exact thing that you guys are going to do. You're going to be able to, the Holy Spirit's going to give you a download and this is, you know, you're going to go through a process of discovering what you are called to do in life and dream God-sized dreams. And so I want to ask you again, what is it that, that you dreamed of as a child? And in order for us to receive our calling, let us, oh yeah, in order for us to receive our calling, we just become childlike again, you know? And and, and and But this time, knowing that you are worthy of the call of God on your lives. And so let us dream again like we used to when we were kids and not have any limitations set on us from society or, or limitations set on us from friends or family or anyone else. But before, some people I realize have a hard time envisioning things sometimes and, and, and they're not able to, not that they're not able to, but they have a hard time using their imagination because at a young age, it gets shut down, you know? And so I'm going to help you bring that out. And this is also going to be a really good prophetic act and, and like opportunity to learn how the Holy Spirit speaks to you. And so I want everybody right now to picture a red ball in my hand, okay? I do this with a lot of people teaching them how to hear God. But this is how, this is how Jesus is going to speak to you. So I want everybody right now to picture a red ball in my hand, okay? I want to see all your heads. Just seeing. I want you to picture this red ball bouncing up and down. Can everybody see it? I want you to picture this ball, red ball, moving around the room. <laughs> Everybody's eyes. <laughs> okay. Now I want you to picture this red ball changing into something else. Aussie, <laughs> what did it change into? A person, Dominic. What did it change into? Dragon. Solid dragon. Pokemon. Dude, Pokemon. Who's playing Pokemon Go right now? Anybody? Three people, really? Whoa, that's four. Okay, that's. Cr- <laughs> Larry, that's. Anybody been down to the pier? Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Not eleven anymore. So, so. Everybody, this is the same place, the same place that you saw this red ball and you saw it change into, I don't know, a pink elephant or something because your imagination goes crazy sometimes. And so wherever, everybody was able to see this red ball, right? Did anybody not be able to see this red ball? Nobody. Okay, awesome. This is the same place that Jesus talks to you. Did you know that? This is the same place that he speaks to you and gives you images and downloads of your future. This is the first way that I actually learned how the Holy Spirit talks. This first way. So, I want you to. I want, hang on. <laughs> okay, so all of you are going to do an exercise with me right now. <laughs> so I want you guys to close your eyes, everybody. Close your eyes so I can find my place. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I want everybody to dream with me, okay? David Knox, you can play some music. Just kidding. Okay, dream with me. Close your eyes. Close them. So dream with me. I want you to dream with me like nothing is impossible again. Like money is not a problem. Fear does not exist. For you, there's no limitations on what you are capable of doing. Because for you and the Lord... Nothing is impossible. Some of you will start to see pictures of your future. And I want you to be thinking about when you're little again. Some of you will start to see pictures of your future. You'll begin to see a video play through your mind. Glimpses of your calling. And I don't want you to write anything down. I just want you to experience it. I want you to experience your future. Feel the emotions. Feel what it is like to be completely fulfilled. Walking in complete love, complete joy. To walk in a life of complete abundance and freedom. What are you doing? Where are you living? What skills do you have? What kind of people are you associated with? Who's your community? What kind of car do you drive? How much money do you have? I want you to imagine these things. Feel it. Experience it. How many people, with a show of hands, with your eyes closed still, see a glimpse of their future? Okay. How many people feel that what you are seeing, with a a show of hands, again, with your eyes closed, how many people feel that what you are seeing is possible and you can achieve it? Raise your hand. I want you to blow that vision up until it is completely impossible for you to achieve. (laughs) Because we are called to walk with Him. We are called to trust Him and listen to His voice. Because with Him, we can achieve anything We will achieve more with Him than we ever thought possible. But if we try to do it, try to do everything in our own strength, we will fall short every single time. Okay, you can open your eyes. How many people were able to experience, like truly experience something? They saw it. They got a glimpse of something. They felt it. You know, if anybody had a hard time, don't be discouraged because, and, and don't check out because this is a journey that I've been on for at least four years now. It's probably been my whole life, but I didn't realize it at the time. And these next, these next tools will help redefine your future. And, and so now we have your calling. We just need to know what our purpose is in life. Because I think that, I believe that your calling is separate from your purpose, Because I believe that all of our purpose is the same. You know? And I believe that our purpose in the world is to walk with Jesus, to bring heaven to earth, and to love people with unconditional love. That's what we're called to do, to walk in relationship with Him. That is all of our purpose. That's why we're here, to walk in love and relationship. But our calling in life is the way that that love and unconditional love is expressed. And each and every one of us is different because we're all created different. We all have different skills and different abilities. But that's the way that unconditional love is expressed. So our purpose and our calling are one and the same, but they're different. And so now you guys are going to leave here and never wonder what your purpose is because you know what your purpose is. Now we just need to know what your calling is, and we're going to walk that out. That's a journey, right? And so you kind of might be saying to yourself, what next, you know? So you're telling me I have this big old calling in my life. You know, I shared with you what mine was. I don't know how, you know, at the time I'm like, I don't know how the heck I'm going to get to do that because look at me where I'm at now. You know, and some of you might be thinking that, especially after I told you to blow it up to something that's impossible, (laughs) you know. That's a God-sized dream. That's That's a God-sized dream, whatever you just experienced. And if you didn't feel like it was impossible, then you need to keep blowing it up until you do. By yourself. Go do it again. And so you have this idea of what your calling is um, and what your purpose is. But I want to give you three practical steps that we're going to finish with this. And we have three practical steps that will help you on your journey of walking this thing out and becoming all that Jesus has created you to be. Because remember, we're becoming somebody. It's about becoming first. That's the first thing. You have got to know who you're called to be, your identity. That is the first step Step one. You can put that up there, David, if you did it. So I want you to spend 10 minutes a day. This is so simple, so practical. Anybody could do it, but it's so easy that most won't. Because you're like, "Uh, it's not really going to make a difference unless you actually read 10 pages a day for the next year, the next five years, 10 years of influential books that are going to completely change your life. See where you're at in another year. You know, you'll be, you'll be well on your way. And so I want you to spend 10 minutes a day reading books that will transform your life. And I actually have a list of books. I went and looked in my library, and I have 20 books, best books that I've ever read in my life that you guys can pick up a copy and, and that will kind of get you on a journey, you know, where to start reading. The second thing is, in step one, I want you to make declarations over yourself 50 to 100 times a day. You have got to solidify and keep yourself no, like keep keep moving you have to keep moving forward you have to know where you're going and who you're called to be because you better believe that the enemy is going to come and try to snatch that thing away from you every day that you don't keep that vision in front of you so you've got to make declarations over yourself fifty to hundred times that's not really a lot because you start in the morning all the way at night it seems like a lot but it's really not you could do it um but I want you to use I am statements. I am bold. I am rich. I am living in abundance. I am, I am, I am. Your, your brain doesn't know the difference. Your subconscious brain doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference between now and then. It just knows what you're telling it. And so it's going to pull it into now. It's going to pull your future into now. Say I am. Okay? And the last thing for step one is listen to one audio a day. Just one. It could be a podcast, something that grows you, something that challenges you, something that expands your mind. Super simple. It could be 15 minutes. It doesn't matter. Um, step two, we've got to set goals. Okay? So now you have this big picture in your, of your future, this big old thing that is like 100% impossible for you to achieve, but you're going to achieve it, and it's going to become something that is a reality for you. But where do you start? You have to start, one, with your identity, two, with goals okay? But so many people try to set goals to something. You're like, I don't know where I'm going, so I'm just going to set this goal and then I'm going to hopefully achieve it and, you know, try to get to this place. But we're going to actually work backwards from something and then you're going to it, but you already know where you're headed. Like you have this vision and dream where you're going. And so what, imagine, think about your future, what you saw, what Holy Spirit downloaded to you, okay? Think about what skills did you have, you know? What did you know, what did you know in the future that you don't know now? Okay, how did you talk? You know, what communication skills did you have? Whatever it is, now you go learn that. You have to go learn it. You're not going now necessarily unless, I don't know what yours is, but for me, it wasn't now to go to college anymore. It wasn't for me to become a career, but that doesn't mean that I stopped learning it stop growing it means that whatever that future me knows that I don't know I'm gonna go learn that now and if it is in college for me to take a class that's where I go if it's in a seminar that's where I go if it's in a book that's what I read okay that's the, that's where we have to be thinking we have to be thinking from something to something okay um, and the third stamp Knox you can put it up there Um. we need to set spiritual goals, financial goals, health goals, relationship goals. All these things are going to help you and direct you for your future because the future you, how is this happening, right? And so we need to pull that into reality. And so I want you guys to be setting these goals uh, one week out, one month, six months, one year, five year, 10 year. Where do you want to be in 30 years? You have to be thinking about these things right now because the next thing you know, you blink And it's there. You're there already. You just missed it. But you goals aren't the, you know, if you don't achieve your goal, it's like nothing really happens. You just have to continually set these things. And if you fail, it doesn't matter because you fail forward all the time. There's a book called Fail Forward. It's really good. And the third and final step is you have got to find yourself mentors in your life. You have to find yourself a community that's going to uplift you and pull you and see you as this person in your future to pull the gold out of you. You have got to find them. And a lot of people have a lot of problem finding mentors. You know, when I was in Bethel, it used to be called spiritual fathers and mothers. And and no one knew how to get them. The people from the pulpit would say, get spiritual fathers and mothers, find mentors, find mentors, and they never say how. And you're just like lost and knowing that i'm supposed to have this mentor in my life but no place to find them you know and so i and i and i felt that way too but you the, the way that you find mentors i found out was to keep your dream in front of you when you know what you're created to do and you know who you are and you share it with the world everywhere that you go someone asks you hey what do you want to do with your life this is, you share with them what Holy Spirit showed you today. and you, you begin talking about it to everybody. And next thing you know, I promise you, people, as you're going to grow, this thing is going to become in you. It's going to become a part of who you are. And you're going to then express that. And people are going to see that you're becoming somebody else, somebody new. You're going to be growing and seeing things in a different way. People will see that and be drawn to you. You know, when I was, I was um, studying real estate, and as I was studying real estate, I started talking to everybody about it. I'm like, how do you buy houses? How do you? I hear these no money down deals and all this, all these things. And I started talking about it. Next thing I knew, I had 10 mentors. I'm like, all millionaires. I'm like, what is happening right now? Seriously, I was, I was a bartender. And all of a sudden, these people would just start coming to me. All I did, the only thing that changed was I shared with them what I wanted to do in my life. And I told them I wanted to speak and influence millions of people. That's what I want to do. I just shared it, man. This what Holy Spirit all of a sudden, I had a community of people. People are like, I see that guy from across the room. I want to be with him because he's going places. And, and these people are drawn to you. That's how you find mentors. That's how you find fathers. That's how you find mothers. That's how you find community because you are who your best fr- five best friends are, your five closest friends. Your friends will either pull you up or they will pull you down. It's sad to say, but you know that's what happens. And so we have got to get that community around us. And I promise you, the more you talk about it, and the more it will become real to you, the more you'll be consumed by it, and the quicker mentors will be, uh, and like-minded people will be drawn to you. And soon you will personally realize that everything has changed for you. You will realize that you will begin to see the world in a brand new way, and you begin to see things you never thought possible happening and becoming a reality, and You know, and you experience people and and God in a brand new way just by taking these steps. And, And your heart begins to feel more and more fulfilled. And soon enough, your once impossible dream is now your reality. This thing that Jesus showed you today, the Holy Spirit downloaded with you, or this journey that you're about to go on will become a reality. But it will become a reality because you made a decision today to keep what Holy Spirit told you on the forefront of your mind and to never lose track of it no matter what happens in your life on a day-to-day basis. You keep this thing in front of you because you are called to do something bigger. You are called to do something more. This is a true statement. Even if you don't know what this is right now, he's going to show you. And I just want you to always remember that for you and the Lord, nothing is impossible. So bless you guys. Yeah. Come on, let's thank God for that word. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're just gonna get in groups like we've been doing in the Summer of Love series, and and so basically. What we're